Hello, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so nice to see you here. As you may or may not know, I've taken a huge break from this podcast. And so today's episode is really to kind of process my own findings from what I've described as the pause. Here's the deal. Sometimes in life, things aren't really going well. And it's a great idea to just take a step back, assess what the hell is happening, (laughs) and move forward from there. So today, I'm going to talk with you about something that I talk to a lot of people in therapy about, and I call it the pause. And it's basically this idea that we can look at our lives, decide what's not working, whether it's a job or a relationship or a pattern or some way of thinking or being or behaving right? We can take a look at our lives and figure out kind of what's going on. And sometimes what's required in order to do that is just taking a pause. This is uncomfortable personal growth work, and this is why I'm here. So stay tuned and we'll dig into it. Hi, you're listening to Takeout Therapy, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hunter. I'm a private practice therapist, and I specialize in helping anxious overachievers ditch the angst. In the next 20 minutes, I'm going to break down a common mental health issue and give you information and ideas to help you be more educated, emotionally healthy, and well, happier. This podcast is unscripted, unedited, and frankly, completely authentic. I might be a therapist, but I'm a real person, just like you. My hope is that you leave with more information, inspiration, and the knowledge that, yeah, life's hard, but we can learn the tools to make it awesome. Obviously, this is not therapy, but rather it's self-help at its finest. So let's dig in and do the work together. Okay, friends, where to begin, where to begin. Today, we're going to be talking about taking a pause. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about what I mean by taking a pause. Sometimes people come into therapy and they got stuff, right? They got stuff in their life that doesn't feel good to them. It doesn't really resonate. Um, you know, like something is off and you damn well know it, (laughs) right? It's, it's a kick up of our intuition of our deeper knowing of like, I don't really know about this. Like, I don't know if it's good for me, or I don't know if I'm, um, moving in the direction that I want to be moving. Right. Sometimes it shows up as repetitive thinking about the same crap over and over and over again. Sometimes the theme of the problem is really like there's a lot of self-criticism around it, right? Or maybe even there's an area of your life that feels like really problematic, meaning lots of problems are stemming from this issue. Or Maybe it's like you're just tired of somebody's crap and you want to just take a break from them. So here's the thing. We're all grown-ups. It's such great news. We're all grown-ass people and we get to choose a lot of things in this life. And so when people come into therapy and they have these kind of like little 
you know, it's almost like you have a burr in your sock, you know, it's like this little issue and it circles back and it circles back and it circles back. We got to take a look at that. Right. So again, if it's like a relationship or work crap or just a pattern, it's really good to take a look at things. But here's the thing. When we're in it, we can't see what's happening, my friend. And so that's part of the problem is that people want to fix the crap that's not working without stopping doing it. Right. So if I'm your classic overworker, and I am, don't tell anyone. <laughs> if I'm your classic workaholic, right? And I know that my work is starting to get too much, right? There's too much time put into it. It's too much of a distraction. I'm not really able to be in my own life. How do I do work there, right? Because work's work is work. And so sometimes it's just really good to back up the truck and see what can I let go of for a while so that I can kind of learn and get perspective and see myself. So as you're listening to me, I'm going to make the little assumption that maybe something's coming up for you, right? Maybe you're like, well, I have been drinking an extra glass, glass of wine every night, or I have been having a lot of negative thoughts in regards to a certain relationship, or I have really gotten tired of this dynamic in my existence that I'd like to take a look at. And so here's the deal. Sometimes the only way to get clarity is to get distance. So that's why today I'm talking about the pause. So what is this pause I'm talking about? Well, friend, it's just taking a break, whether it's from people, whether it's from places, routines, um, thinking about things in a certain way, silly addictions or serious addictions, a pause is a, is a hard stop. Okay. And I use a metaphor in the therapy office that I think is really helpful, right? Like you have this glass of water and you drink the water. I actually have a glass of water. I'm going to have a little sip of right now. You drink the water, you put it down and you think, I don't really like this water. I'm not even really thirsty. It doesn't even taste that good. Why am I drinking this water? And so the metaphor for the pause is like, can you just put that glass of water down? Whether it's a way of thinking or an internal dialogue that's always happening, can you just leave the glass of water for a bit? Because here's the deal, friend, you can drink it later if you decide you're still thirsty, but first take a pause. So why on earth would we do this? And I'm going to go into kind of my own pause experience. I've done a lot of pausing over the last few years. I find that the pause is a really powerful way to get perspective. Frankly, and unfortunately, it's a really powerful way to see oneself as well. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of our problems are pretty self-created. Um, yeah, pro tip. So you know, 
one of the reasons that we want to sort of pause is again, just to like see and get clarity, but also because it kind of creates this confrontation with ourselves. And in that confrontation with ourselves, we have to do personal growth work. Well, I mean, we don't have to, but if you want to sort of evolve and actualize as a person, actualize meaning understand yourself fully, then you would need to be willing to change, right? But how do you know what to change? How do you know, like, well, what is the change that's needed, right? So taking a pause is personal growth, it's confrontational, it's the way we evolve and change, and it's a way to challenge oneself. What I've realized about myself in the last few years is I love a personal challenge to my own dismay. <laughs> I am always putting myself in, the, myself in these really kind of uncomfortable personal growth dynamics, like going on a retreat, like really uncomfortable, but a great learning experience and a way to learn more about myself and my work and what I want to be doing. Right. Or, um, I'm trying to think like this pause that I'm coming out of has been huge. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that, but the pause is a quiet space. It's kind of confrontational. And frankly, it's where we get to know ourselves. My friend, this is the work of personal growth. Newsflash, the work is not comfortable, right? But what happens when we just say, you know what? This blankety blank is not feeling good to me. This relationship, this um, work situation, this thinking pattern, this behavior of mine. So when we take a pause, we just really get to know ourselves and decide how we want to move forward. So now let me tell you my story. In like early October or maybe late September, I heard this great, amazing business coach um, talking about social media. And I had been feeling really pretty overwhelmed by um, social media at that time, uh, kind of like mm, not mid-pandemic, but I mean, I don't know. Is this pandemic ever going to be over? I don't even know. Is it over? Are we done? I don't know. Anyways, it was kind of like towards the back end of the pandemic. I had worked really hard to get organized with my business and my social media and um, primarily was using social media for my business and ended up hearing this business coach talk about just the reality, um, of social media, its impact on people's mental health. We have tons of research, uh, newsflash, it's terrible for your mental health. Um, and I knew that in a way it was kind of dragging me down, like not inspiring, <laughs> not, compelling, not the kind of conversations that I was looking to have. And so I heard this thing and I processed it for a while and I kept feeling like I don't really want to keep doing social media. Like I don't really want to do it. I don't want to be engaged in it. I don't want to post there. Um, I had my, um, I have a class for people with anxiety. Um, that's super helpful. And my group for my class was on social media, right? Like Facebook groups. Hello. 
everybody does Facebook groups that's in business. And so I kind of felt really penned in by it. And, and, and that bled out into like, I felt really overwhelmed by a lot of things. It takes a lot of time and intention and, um, you know, like you can't just be tossing shit out on social media. Although frankly, most people are right. But I'm a therapist and I am an intentional human being, and I am not going to be tossing things out into the world without really giving it some thought and really giving it some, um, you know, like doing the emotional work to say, is this of my intention? Right. And I found that no, it wasn't. And it was a time suck. And so the whole rest of my business became kind of stressful because I was spending all this time doing this thing. So in the end, what I decided was just to stop for a minute, to take a pause, as I have been known to do in many areas of my life, whether it's, um, I don't like this behavior of mine, I'm going to just take a pause on that and find out what's going on or I'm, I don't, um, I'm not resonating with this relationship anymore. I'm going to step back for a minute and see what's up with that. I'm, I have always felt that a pause is a grand plan and no, as a therapist, it's crucial <laughs> because when we're in the shit, we cannot see what's happening. So I always recommend to people that if you have an area of your life, that's kind of itchy that you're not really sure about, just step back from it, take a pause. Um, so let me tell you about my findings. Uh, when I decided to take my pause from social media. So, um, and I don't know, like maybe you follow me on social media and maybe you saw me doing that and people are kind of like, well, when are you coming back? Well, what, where, where, where are you? And when are you coming back? And I'm kind of like right now, like probably never, um, <laughs> because I'm a lot happier. Um, but I found out so many interesting things that I think are really compelling. And I want to tell you a little bit about the work that I've been doing and the work that you can do. So as I kind of go through this again, just like bring up what you have going on in your life that might be causing you some trouble or creating some resistance or a lack of resonance. Um, and, and consider taking a pause, right? And if you want to learn specifically, like how to do that, um, my last episode is called how to disconnect, and that could be really helpful for you, but here's the deal. It's really hard to just stop doing something. Even when you have the fullest of full understanding that that is the best thing for you, right? Like, have you ever, um, stopped eating something or drinking something or, um, being in a relationship with somebody, even though you knew that it was going to be really good for you, man, I could not believe how hard it was just to take a step back and not engage at all in social media. Like I took all the apps off my phone. I set up my computer so it wouldn't even go to the websites. Um, and I just stopped posting. I just stopped posting. I stopped working at it. I stopped caring about social media. Um, and it was really, really hard. And so that's my first kind of finding that I felt was really surprising. Um, and yet I know this from being a therapist, like it's hard to change. It's hard to stop doing things that we know don't resonate. Um, even like relationships that suck, like, isn't it so hard to just 
say goodbye than just get out of them. Right. Um, so it's hard. And, and I think that that's the most important thing to just kind of highlight. And it should be like, there's nothing wrong with things being hard just because something's hard. Doesn't mean it's not right. That's the real problem with your intuition, right? Sometimes your intuition tells you things you don't want to hear. You don't want to stop. You don't want to deal with. Um, but your intuitions, you're, you're the best darn guide that you have in this circus of life. So we have to start to be able to listen to that. Um, the other thing that I learned from taking a long pause and I stopped social media in October and right now it is May. So that's a pretty long time. That's a few months. Um, there's a lot of time in the day, my friend, when we drop things that aren't working for us, it opens these windows of time. And for me personally, I, <laughs> I like to fill my time. I am, I learned that there's a lot of time and I wasn't really sure what to do with all the time. Um, you know, one thing I see a lot in the therapy office is moms, right? Um, being a parent is completely overwhelming. It's frankly anxiety producing and, and a big part of my business is helping parents through parenting that have anxiety because they have kids. It's, it's an anxiety producing situation because you have this like little person that you have to keep alive. Like that's your job. It's a little stressful, right? And a lot of parents do a lot of things for their children that they don't really need to be doing. Um, I guess an example from my own experience was that I had two kids 16 months apart and I was like, trying to be super mom. I was grinding food when they were sleeping so that all of their food was completely like homemade, fresh, blah, blah, blah. I was cleaning like a cleaning person round the clock. Like I was trying to keep like this perfect home and keep up with the laundry and keep up with this this level of being a parent, right? That I think is a, even if we don't like have kids, this is a trap, right? It's like, can I do this thing the, to the best of my ability and what that might look like? Oh man. So in my early years of parenting, I had to let go of some of that stuff. I had to pause and go like, why am I doing this? What is this about? Is this really important to me? to the detriment of my marriage, to my sanity. Um, I was, and I was really, really anxious parent. Right. And one of the reasons that that was true for me is because I was trying to do too damn much, my friend. And so <laughs> when we kind of back away from trying to do too much, we realize like, holy moly, there is a lot of time in the day. And so just know that when you take a pause from things that you're doing in your life, there's an empty place right there that doesn't feel great. It feels really kind of boring and empty, and it's hard to figure out what to do when you stop. Like, huh? So for me, boredom um, is a big 
I guess I would say problem or trigger or something, right? Like I'm easily bored. I am, I'm like a hippity hop gal. I am always on the move. I always have things that I'm wanting to do. Um, and in the past few months, there's been a lot more time in the day because not only did I sort of ditch social media, but once I ditched social media, I kind of just like stopped working on the entire side of my business that doesn't, isn't my private practice. So I stopped kind of making efforts to offer my class to people. I stopped doing the podcast, which was not in my plan, but damn, it felt good to take a break. Um, it had gotten to a point where it wasn't super fun for me anymore. I mean, um, I'm really interested in teaching people about mental health, but I don't want it to be a quote unquote job. I don't know if that makes sense to you, right? Like, do you do things in your life that like, they're really in line with your values and you really care about what you're doing, but they just don't feel that great to you, right? Taking a pause can help you assess and examine and figure out like, well, wait a second, why am I doing this? What would make this better? What would make this more interesting, right? And if we're talking about relationships with, a, I think a lot of people are in a lot of relationships that they're not super stoked about. When we step back from a relationship and take a pause, which PS people, many people do. People in love are pushing pause left and right to reassess to re-examine, to frankly, realign with each other or with themselves, mostly to realign with themselves. Many times what happens is once we get realigned with ourselves, we come back in and here I am, right? We do it in relationships, we do it in our work, um, and we do it in our everyday behavior and thinking, right? And so I think the biggest finding that I would say was super beneficial for me and I hope would be beneficial for you is that that thing about choice, that thing about like you get to choose how you spend your time, right? The choices that you've made to get yourself to the point where you are, fine, whatever, like nothing's reversible my friend, except for having kids, like you cannot get rid of them. Once you have kids, you, you're just like stuck with them. <laughs> so there's that. Um, thank goodness mine were cute. But I mean, I figured out how to parent, right? I figured out like how to sustainably parent and run a household and be married and have a job. And today, as a person who's already you know, run, like run through that process. I'm on the other side of it. I'm in the empty nest phase. What I know is that we're all trying to do the job way too, like bonus, special, extra. Um, and so, and, and same with relationships. Sometimes we're just carrying the thing and it's a good idea to put the glass of water down sometimes to say, Hey babe, let's take a break let's reassess. Let's get on the same page or get off the page altogether. The important thing to remember, my friend, is that we have a choice, right? And then my last finding that I think is really important and frankly worthy of the pause is that we cause our own suffering. 
There isn't any reason that I have to do this podcast. It's a passion project. I think it's really fun. I love teaching people. I'm a teacher in my heart. It resonates for me to bring information that I have learned through my schooling and through my years of helping anxious people. Like it, I need to talk to people about <laughs> this life and what can be helpful and educate and inform people. Um, and for that to have become sort of something that was an albatross for me and didn't feel good for me was so weird. And I, and I kept thinking like, you just got to stay in it, right? Like next week it'll feel easier or it'll go better, or you'll, you'll feel less pressure, but I never did. And so I had to pause because I was creating my own angst. And I'll say like, as somebody that helps people with anxiety, much of anxiety is self-created suffering. So just understand that if you've got an area of your life that feels a little scratchy right now, and it feels like it's causing you a lot of suffering, start to open your mind to the idea of just taking a break from it. So is it a relationship dynamic, right? Um, we, we can't just like bail out of every relationship we're in, but can we leave the dynamic? For example, I used to be very critical of John. I used to be like Hector, the corrector, you know, like, oh, you didn't do this correctly in the kitchen, or perhaps you could do this better in, um, relating to me, or I need you to do this. I, at some point just thought to myself, like, girl, you are creating a relationship that is miserable and you're encouraging that by your constant dialogue. And so I took a pause from just the dialogue, not the relationship, but just like, can you just not do that and see what that feels like? And my gosh, so much better, right? Um, what I learned is, yeah, I definitely have needs, but I don't need to go about getting them met in the way that I was. So I'm trying to give you like some different ideas about how stepping back from something can really help you step back in to something in an intentional way, in an emotionally grounded way, and frankly, in a healthy way. So I'm back at the podcast. I'm probably never going back to social media. I'm still offering my online anxiety class, but I don't have an online group for it. All the support, I just like newsflash, you can create something different. <laughs> All the support for my students is right inside the, the course. Like I don't need Facebook. Um, so that's been awesome because without stepping back, I never would have seen that possibility. Cause like, you know, everybody's doing it and you think, well, this is how it's done. And I'm just here to tell you that that's not true, that you decide how it's done and you decide what you're doing. And I will support you in that every single day of the week. So hopefully that's helpful. And hopefully you've decided on an area that you could maybe step back from in your own life. Um, you always have, I always want to let you know, um, that you can always reach out to me. Um, when you hear this podcast and you hear something that resonates, reach out to me. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Here's the deal. Your reviews, your likes, your follows, 
they all help this podcast get out to more people. That's just how the game goes, my friend. So my question is, will you take an action that will help more of us? I would really appreciate it. And then my ending part is like, if you don't already know, I've spent years specializing in helping people with anxiety. Um, So have you experienced anxiety lately? Yeah, a lot of people have. I have an online class that will school you in the art of ditching the angst. Whether you're taking medication or doing traditional therapy or more into self-help, my class will launch you into recovery mode, whether you like it or not. Because here's the deal, the non-negotiable fact is the only way to get rid of an anxiety problem is to do some personal growth work. You have to learn about anxiety. You have to learn about the brain-body connection and what anxiety is and how it presents itself in your life. You have to learn mindfulness, otherwise known as brain discipline and presence. And you have to uncompromisingly be in a good relationship with yourself, which for a lot of us is a learning. We don't learn to have good relationships with ourselves. And this is a necessary element of anxiety recovery, period, game over. So if you want to find out more about my class, it's called Back to Calm, and you can head to my site and sign up right now. RebeccaHunterMSW.com slash Back to Calm. Hey, take care of yourself. I care about you. And I'll be back soon with another lesson.